welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Jess. And we first off want to start this by just saying thank you to everybody for being patient with us over the last few weeks. We've not been producing content at the level that we have for about two years straight. Um, But life's been crazy. Life's been a roller coaster. We've been moody as fuck lately. So we've been being patient with ourselves, giving ourselves grace, and just trying to take care of ourselves, which as much as we love this podcast, it is something we do for fun and on the side. So a lot of other life responsibilities become first for us. But yeah, so thank you guys. It's it's been a fucking wild one. I know. I am proud of us for listening to our like moods and really just honoring that because I don't feel like that's something that we would have done a couple years ago. So definitely proud of us for really just like leaning into that and showing up when we can. I will say it was very funny when you texted me and you were like, I'm not in the mood to record like a few days ago. And then you were like so bummed about it. And I was like, I literally made us record a whole episode. And then I decided I didn't want to release it the week prior. <laughs> it's like, you do not have to feel guilty. I was like 10 minutes into editing the episode and you call and you're like, can we just not release it? And it was like Friday night. I had like more like editing to do and I was like no problem (laughs) um yeah we I did post about that to our Instagram page like what happened with that episode but I will give a little bit more insight into that um when I did visit home a few weeks ago I came back home and stayed with Haley and Dustin and we recorded an episode in person together and we were very excited to get to record it in person together But the evening before we were supposed to drop the episode, I had like a mental breakdown about life and a lot of the things we had talked about on that recording, I had felt like in that moment very like strong about those those things. And then like the night before, I just had like a complete different viewpoint on those things and I was just felt very confused about the things that I had talked about. And so I just didn't want to like release that episode and give you guys I don't know like make you guys think like oh she's really got her shit together when in reality I didn't have my fucking shit together about any of that stuff so that's why I pulled that one (laughs) yeah well it's like you want to feel like you can stand behind what you say like the content that we are producing here is kind of like forever like I don't know if this shit will ever go away so exactly tried to stay honest with myself and yeah even though I was honest in the moment when we recorded it but obviously things changed for me and so I just didn't feel right putting it out that day when I was struggling so much with all that so thank you to you guys for uh I don't know (laughs) understanding us (laughs) yeah I told Jessica I was like we're gonna have to title this next episode like moody as fuck or something because that's our vibe (laughs) the vibe of the fucking week past two weeks past the month okay the vibe of july and into august (laughs) so far sad summer it's a sad summer (laughs) it's actually not sad there are so many exciting things like happening but definitely still challenging day in and day out and i know that you have different challenges just living with your chronic illness and like everything that you're kind of going through right now Uh, i wasn't sure if you wanted to touch on any of like 
the overstimulation when you were in town and like kind of navigating that with your chronic illness because this is not something we've actually talked about. This is something new you're kind of having to deal with of like living out of state and then like coming home and then kind of getting that sense of overwhelm. Yeah. So the reason I had that mental breakdown that night before that episode we were wanting to release was because I was in town and I felt a lot of pressure to like see everybody and do all of these things while I was only there for a week and a half. And as everyone knows, like I have limited energy. I don't have the normal amount of energy that people have. Not to say that those people should be fucking breaking their backs to do all the things either. Like you should be able to preserve your energy when you want to preserve your energy. And so I just felt a lot of pressure and a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety about trying to see all these people. Um, And I got a text from like one of my friends being like, hey, can we like make this day work to like see each other? And I just like lost it because I was like, I am barely alive right now. Like this was at this point the 22nd, I think, of July when this happened. And as you guys know, like I went through a breakup on like June 30th and then I spent two weeks trying to find my own apartment and moving twice in those two weeks. And then right after that was when I flew back home and was in a wedding and, you know, out of my like routine. So it was basically like a whole fucking month of just being a hot mess. And then I'm like, only a few days left in Seattle and I lost my fucking shit. But like, so yeah, it was hard because obviously I want to see all these people and I want to do all of these things. And it wasn't, it wasn't those people that sent me over the edge. It was like the frustration with my own body and the frustration that I do have these limitations. That's what like got to me. And because it, it, it's so fucking frustrating sometimes knowing there's all these things I want to do and I can't fucking do them because I, my body will break down. And for me, I was really, really scared. Like that's the longest I've ever gone without being able to properly take care of myself since I got sick in 2018. Like that is the longest stretch of time I've gone. So I was worried every minute of every day during that trip back home that I was going to put myself back into being very, very, very sick. And that was weighing on me like really heavily. Um, So I did make a promise to myself, like as soon as I get home to Arizona, back to my apartment, to my own space, I will be saying no to everything unless it feels 100% fun and good for me to go do. Like I will not be doing anything for anyone but myself in the month of August because I really do need this time to – fucking recover basically but I'm really glad that you shared that because I know that there is probably somebody listening or many people listening who can relate to that sort of feeling of overwhelm and you know I know you're in like a totally different stage than you were in the beginning but I think that it's important that you mention that it kind of puts you back in that fear that you were in like in the very beginning um so yeah I think it's just important that you share that yeah it was tough, but I think it was also a really good learning lesson for myself to be like, okay, because there are times where I feel like I am doing a lot better than I was and I do all of these things and and then I like crash a little bit. And so, yeah, it was like nice to know 
that I can go that long without like crashing. But then it's also like I am very much still in a place where I need to be extremely careful because I don't want to fall back to the very beginning. So it was a lesson for sure. And I'm glad it's fucking over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So how has it been settling into your new apartment? You're like back home after all your travel. Are you loving it? Um, I'm loving it besides the fact that I'm about to start my period. So everything feels depressing right now. And you can relate to this. This is the kind of shit that your period does to you. And I think it's absolute bullshit. On Monday, I woke up Monday morning feeling like fucking superwoman. I was like, this is the best day ever. I love this apartment. I feel great. I want to do all the things. Like, I'm so happy. This is such a cool life that I'm living. Like, I was fucking thrilled. Tuesday morning, I woke up and it was like a complete fucking spiral. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I've been tracking everything in a calendar, symptom-wise, period-wise, everything about my life so that I can start to see trends and figure things out. And I look at my little calendar and I'm exactly a week away from starting my period. And that is literally when shit starts to go downhill for me mentally. Like it doesn't matter what is happening. It seems like the end of the world. And one thing I did learn, which I can't remember if I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I'm going to mention it again because I think every woman needs to know this. The week before your period is when progesterone, one of your hormones, raises. When that fluctuates so much in your body, it actually convinces your brain to only see the negatives and everything. Oh, really? And that's why you feel so depressed before your period starts. Like you can look in the mirror and look at yourself and you'll be like, I look fucking ugly today. That's the progesterone talking. You look exactly the fucking same as you look every other day of the month. But why do you feel like you look so hideous? like that certain time of the month. Yeah, it's funny because I do notice sometimes with myself, I'll be like, oh my God, I feel like so grateful. I have this life. I love everything that I'm getting to do. I'm so happy. And then the next day I'll be like, fuck everything. What am I doing? I hate this. This sucks. Like I'm super pissed off. Like I wish I didn't have to do this. Like it's so weird. And I'll be like, I was literally thinking the complete opposite thing. Like just... Not long ago. So yeah, other than that, things are great and I know I love it and I know like I'm living my life here, but right now my current mental state is fuck everybody and fuck everything (laughs) and like just nobody talk to me. I'm not probably going to leave this apartment until after my period is over. (laughs) This is honestly like the best time to like, or when I love to like hunker down and just watch TV. Like I'm sorry but I don't care how fucking sunny it is outside. I'm staying on the couch (laughs) and watching TV. Like maybe I'll venture out to my back porch to like read or something like that. Um, But I've watched some really good TV shows over the last like week, week and a half. Okay. Let's talk about that because this is one of our favorite random things to talk about on our podcast is TV shows. And I want to know what you've been watching lately. Well, Yeah. Well, also I love to like recommend TV shows because that's the only way that I like to watch TV shows is if somebody is like, oh, this was good. Or if you like this, you might like this. So recently I have been watching a show called Uncoupled, which I found this prior to you having like shared about it, 
because I searched um, Darren Star TV shows because I love shows that Darren Star has produced. Like he did um, Younger, he did Sex in the City, he did. There's one other show that I really like that he did. Um, but so I looked up shows that he's produced, and then I found this Uncoupled show, which is Neil Patrick Harris is like the main character in the show, and it starts off with him like he's like going through a breakup. And this actually made me kind of think, like, I feel like a lot of TV shows really start at, like, a really shitty point in, like, somebody's life, and then it's, like, everything afterwards. And I feel like it's kind of, like, a nice metaphor for life and, like, when shitty things happen. It's, like, the start of something. So I had watched In Just Like That, which was the Sex and the City reboot, and I also, just on HBO Max, watched in just like that the documentary I think is what it is or it's like some behind the scenes of filming the show and it's really cool because they like dive into like all of the outfits and I don't know it just was really cool to see like Sarah Jessica Parker be part of like creating Carrie the character and like the outfits and all of that so that was good if you're into Sex and the City I would definitely recommend watching it. I have never actually been like super into Sex in the City, which is so funny because there's nothing I love more than sex in the city. But <laughs> but for some reason that show's just like I've never been obsessed with it. And so I didn't watch the like the just like that. Is that what it was called? Yeah, I think it's in just like that. Yeah, I I didn't end up watching that. Um but maybe I will some point. We'll I see. swear Sex in the City used to be on like MTV or one of the TV channels that I used to watch. So like in my like bedroom in high school, I remember Sex in the City being on like after school and like into the evenings. I'm pretty sure that's the only time I ever watched Sex in the City was like we would leave it on your TV in your bedroom as we would go to bed. But yeah, um, I did start watching Uncoupled too with Neil Patrick Harris. I love him. I've loved everything he's in. Um, I actually was very interested. Um, well, obviously I was interested in it because it pertains to my fucking life right now, going through a breakup, and that's what he does in the show. I'm actually, I was really, really happy that he actually played like himself as like being into guys because that's what he is. Because, like, in How I Met Your Mother, he was, like, the player that got all the girls, right? Yeah. And he fucking killed that role, don't get me wrong. But then I remember, like, later finding out that um, he was married to a man. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, like, is he actually going to be, like, dating men in this show? And he is. And I was fucking stoked about that because Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, get some normalcy to this shit. Like, And Neil Patrick Harris, like, he just has such a good, like, comedic relief in his shows. He does such a good job. So I think it's a great fucking show. I haven't finished what's out, what's on TV right now. Me neither. I'm still watching. Nine episodes or something. I haven't finished all of them, but I highly, highly recommend. It's great and it's funny and it's real life. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What about you? What else have you been watching? So I started watching a really good show and it's actually going to spin me into something I wanted to share with you guys anyways because it kind of made me rethink some things in my life weirdly um that's not weird that's what tv does to you (laughs) but it's called love in the flesh on hulu and it's 
I'm pretty sure produced by the same people as Love Island. If not, they tried to make it seem like Love Island. <laughs> um, they actually took a girl that was on Love Island and she's hosting this. It's a dating show. And the basis of it is really interesting. They take not like couples, but people that are romantically interested in each other, but have only spoken to each other online and never met each other in real life. But they, their relationship started with them like matching on a dating app. Okay. So they've like either known each other for three months or six months. One c- couple has known each other for five years and never actually met each other. Okay. So kind of like catfishy type. Kind of, but there's no catfishing. Everyone is who they say they are, but she takes these people, she puts them in a house on this like beautiful, romantic, tropical island, um, and they meet each other for the first time like on the dock of this like beach house. And it was so interesting, such a good show. If you're somebody that's used dating apps before, highly recommend you watch this shit because it just really goes to show how different someone can be online versus what they're like in person, in the flesh, as they would say, Mm -hmm. or just the things that you can't pick up on through just like talking online versus like meeting somebody in person. And um, what it made me rethink was like, okay, so this is what happened. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I'm getting into this. Okay. I had downloaded the dating apps a few weeks ago. And was on them again. Um, So I ended up matching with a guy and talking to him for a little bit. And then I gave him my phone number and we were texting. We literally only talked for maybe maybe four days max. Um, And then he asked me out on a date. And I instantly was like, hell no. You're not ready to take it offline? That's when I knew, Jessica, you're not fucking ready. What are you doing? Like, clearly you shouldn't be on the dating apps. He was very nice about it when I told him, hey, I'm sorry, but, like, I don't think I'm ready for this yet. I thought I was, but, like, maybe I'm not. Um, you know, like, he was very cool about it. But then I deleted the apps instantly <laughs> because I was like, okay, I can't be doing that to people out here. Like, that's fucking rude, first off. Um, I would be pissed if a guy did that to me, so I shouldn't be doing that to them. But um, I was talking to my therapist about it, and I realized the dating apps are fucking exhausting, and they exhaust me so much before I even have to meet up with the person. And I used to think that that was great because I could, like, really vet somebody before I actually put energy into, like, leaving my house and going to meet them. Yeah. Yeah. But right now I'm at a point where I'm like, this is just emotionally exhausting to have to like do all of this work before I actually meet you in person. And then that show just kind of proved to me like no matter how much I vet them, no matter what I do before I meet them in person, I could have a completely different experience with them in person. So yeah, I deleted the dating apps. I'm not getting back on the dating apps for at least the month of August, I told myself. And... I'm going to try to meet some people in the wild. You go get it. (laughs) In the wild. I think that's what you're supposed to call it these days, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to meet some people in the wild. And I've met three people in the wild. Gotten any phone numbers? 
not romantic people. Oh. Well, <laughs> not yet at least. Um, I will tell this story though because I'm really excited and proud of it. Okay. Sunday night I went to this place near my apartment just for to like have dinner by myself because I needed to get out and I don't have anybody to fucking hang out with so I have to go by myself to places. But I was like, Jessica, you can do this. We're going to go out. We're going to have some fucking fun. So I went down there, sat at the bar top. I've been in there once before. Um, the bartender's actually cute, unfortunately, because bartenders are my kryptonite. I had seen him once before because I had sat at the bar last time. So I sat at the bar again, and he remembered me. And I was like, that's also my kryptonite. I don't know if these people are going to end up listening to my podcast. Do you feel like there's a chance that this dude would listen to the podcast? Because <laughs> I feel like you're the only reason that we have any male listenership whatsoever. But anyways, um, he's nice. So I feel like I kind of like am starting a friendship with this guy. And I hope I can go in and like get to know more and like a friendship. But okay. So when on Sunday night when I was there, um, these two guys sat next to me at the bar top and I, very proud of myself, started conversation with them. I was feeling so social. What did you say? Um, I think I made a joke about like one of the names of one of the drinks on the menu because they like asked the bartender about it and I like, I don't know, I made a joke about it and then they both like laughed and then that like broke the ice and then I started yep. talking to them. Um, but anyways, talked to them for two hours at the bar damn one of them was like maybe a little older than me and then the other one looked like he was maybe in his late 40s early 50s but found out that they like work together they travel to phoenix for work every two weeks but they're from the east coast um so whenever they're in town they like just love like going to new restaurants and bars and like seeing all of the things they were so nice and um Okay, this is also a the love in the flesh thing that I need to explain. When I'm on the dating apps, I get really paranoid that the person I'm going to go out with is a serial killer. That's just a anxiety thing I have. I'm working through it with my therapist. Um, but <laughs> what I <laughs> what I noticed on Sunday night after only spending two hours with these guys. I felt so comfortable and safe with these two guys. Like, they told me their whole life story. They learned about me. Like, they were just so nice and genuine. And then it was dark by the time I went to leave. And um, I told them, like, I only lived across the street. And, like, that's this. That's why I, like, came to this place. And they were like, well, like, if you need, we're walking that way anyways. You can walk with us. Like, we can make sure you get there safe. And I was like, I would actually love that. Like, thank you so much. Um, and like, I felt totally safe having these two dudes like walk me to my apartment, like obviously not all the way up to my apartment, yeah. like the main door. Whereas like, I wouldn't have felt that that quickly with somebody if I wouldn't have spent like a good two hours learning about them in person. You know what I mean? Like two hours of a text message would have never given me that fucking feeling. Yeah. That was a really long drawn out explanation. Hey, we're getting an update on your dating life as we go. Even though none of these were dates, this was just you meeting men out in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> but I did get their I did get their phone numbers. Um, phone numbers. You got both. Look at her. <laughs> I'm married and has kids, guys. 
he was and he nice. gave you his phone number yeah because they're so sweet and I'm like they what told- do we think about this <laughs> <laughs> not a romantic thing at all like they were like literally so nice almost like almost like feeling like an older brother or like a dad or something you know but they basically were like they we got into like a group chat and they were like we'll be back in town on this date like you're welcome to like come around town with us and like see new places and stuff that's so Um, sweet that's all they do when they're in town and I was like I would love that thank you so much guys Look at you. Yeah, that would, I mean, honestly, it would be absolutely fucking terrifying to be in a brand new city, trying to date, trying to meet anybody, trying to figure out where to go. Like, you're establishing your life there. So I'm proud of you. Look at you. And I'm so introverted. So, like, having a situation like that happen, um, can't tell you the last time that's happened. Yeah. Well, and, like, starting the conversation, too, like, that is, like, what feels the hardest about going places. Like, it's so much easier to just go somewhere and fucking not talk to anybody. So, yeah. Good for you. So now I vowed to do this more often in the month of August when I feel like I need to get out of my apartment, just going to go somewhere to eat, and I'm just going to strike up conversation with random fucking people. That's my – that's what I'm doing. Good. Okay. Anyway, what next? Wait, no. There is um two other shows I think I should mention. Okay. Um, we talked about this on the episode we did not release, and the TV show is called How to Build a Sex Room on Netflix. Must fucking watch. Absolutely amazing. Like we love the main character. Her name is what is it? Something Rose. Melanie Rose. Melanie Rose. She is great. She helps people design sex rooms in their home. It's such a good show. Very interesting. And then also I finished watching The Secrets of Playboy on Paramount Plus or Peacock or one of those. Um, But that show was so fucking good. Like so intriguing. Did did Holly talk about her like mold issue or did they talk about any of the mold stuff in it so I didn't re-watch I think I didn't watch episode one and two this time because I think I watched those like a while ago um and Holly was in well, we like watched them didn't we yes yes oh, okay. then they must have mentioned it then because I remember seeing something on it yeah because then moving forward like Holly's not really in this show like it's a lot of other people like Hugh Hefner's like one of his girlfriends and then like a couple of the women that worked for him and then several of the playmates and they just talk about like the whole culture of it and like assaults and like drugs and like things that happened and I just was very captivated by it. So I would say must watch. It's the kind of shit that you don't know is happening with these like big situations. And I don't want to say cults, but like these big organizations that become so popular. Mm -hmm. And some of the women did say like it really felt like a cult. And it's like this. I mean, it really is this like culture uh, that they created and what became acceptable and then like silencing certain people. But they go back like to the beginning of Playboy. Like, so, like Hugh Hefner was so fucking young when he started and old as fuck when he died. And it's like this whole life of this guy that was like obsessed with sex, like having sex every single fucking night. But like 
think like they were really selling like a certain dream and like they were able to just manipulate women so easily because they get them into this system. And it wasn't even just like the Playboy magazines. Like they had Playmate promotions where like women were out traveling, representing the company, like being assaulted by men at clubs. And there's just so much more to it that I had no idea about. And they even get up to the TV show, The Girls Next Door and some of the girls on it. And it's just, I think that you should watch it. I need to finish it. I've definitely only watched the first one or two episodes, I think, with you. And then, uh, okay, I'll finish it. I definitely will. But I did see on Instagram that Holly and Crystal both confirmed that there was mold in the Playboy house um, and made them and a lot of other people very, very, very sick. So that's also something very interesting. Yeah, that's very intriguing. I'd love to hear more. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. What else do you got? What else is going on in your life? Uh, Well, I mean, like business stuff is going on. I have been feeling really proud of myself. I got like our online shopping set up at this store. We're working on planning some events. We've been doing some redecorating. I took care of all of our taxes last month. Damn. Uh, so things are going good. Yeah. But like that's just been the majority mm-hmm. of my life right now. I did write a couple of things down that I thought that we could talk about, but they're kind of like questions. Okay. Um, Cause I know we both kind of feel like we're in like a more chaotic time of life right now. So I'm curious, like what things you would say you're doing to show up and care for yourself? Like how are you showing up and taking care of yourself during these times of chaos? Mm, for me, um, sleeping is like the number one thing. Um, I will take nap. I'm right now. I'm taking naps during the day. I used to have to do that all the time. Now it's kind of like a come and go, depending on how I'm feeling. But when I am having harder days, I will make myself take a midday nap because that does tend to like give me a little bit of rejuvenation. Um, and I also like have been going to bed way earlier. Um, last night I went to bed at 8 p.m. So, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> yeah. Um, still waking up at the same time. I wake up at seven every morning, but going to bed earlier, taking naps. I'm really good at sleeping. I know there's some people that like really struggle with sleeping. So if that's your case, then it probably isn't the same for you. But luckily, I sleep really well. <laughs> um, and I'm thankful for that. But so sleep. Um, going out to the pool and getting vitamin D for sure. I've been trying to do that at least once during my day too. That obviously sunshine like brings me life. So like the days that I'm in here and I don't get out to go out into the sun, I do notice like a huge difference in just like my mood. If I can get out and go sit in the sun, as soon as I come back, I'm like, holy shit, like I feel so much better. Yeah. (laughs) Just mentally and emotionally. Um, Physically, obviously, too, because the sun on my body does help my body feel better in general. Um, That and what else? Hmm. Saying no to everyone and everything like we already talked about. Only doing what feels 100% right and fun. Eating good, but also knowing like sometimes I just want a fucking bowl of Thai food and I let myself get it, especially the week before my period. Also like 
Uber Eats and Instacarting things. I cannot talk about this enough. Yes, it's extra money to do these things, so like it's not always possible. But there's some times where I'm just like, I want Thai food and it feels like fucking running a marathon to like get myself in my car to go get fucking Thai food right now. But it's like all I can think about. And so I will just Uber Eats that shit. Or same with Instacart, like doing groceries. Sometimes I really need fucking groceries and my body is not at a point where I can actually go get groceries without feeling like I want to die. So I will just Instacart the groceries. And so those two things I feel like have always been worth it financially for me. Um, but that could that's just a personal opinion, of course, and depending on the financial situations. So Yeah, well, I feel you on a couple of those things like literally getting myself to go to the grocery store some weeks feels like an absolute nightmare but then I have to remind myself like if I don't do it I'm gonna have absolutely nothing of substance to eat at home and that is like important for me to have like healthier options or really just things that like I enjoy and can actually like feed myself throughout the day or else I like go without eating you know um but it's so damn hard to get to the grocery store sometimes, that's for sure. And also getting outside, like taking my dog on a walk seems like such an uphill battle sometimes. And I'm like, I do not want to go outside. But as soon as I do, I'm like, okay, like, I'm really glad that I did that. Like you got your body moving, you like fresh air, you know, not as much vitamin D here in Washington. (laughs) Hey, you've still gotten lucky lately though. It's been nice there. Yeah. Yeah. It's your summertime. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm trying to work out when I can, but also just like really not being hard on myself for not working out every single day um, and just kind of trying to find like a balance with that. Um, And just even like taking like downtime to read, like that feels really nourishing to my soul. I don't know why. I like love it. Um, But if I can do that instead of watching TV or like scrolling through social media in some situations, it definitely, definitely helps me feel better. Yeah. And the working out thing too, I have been trying to get back into the gym, um, but I am being patient with myself. I will go to the gym and do a couple things. I will not push myself to my like absolute limit because I know that it's really easy for my body to get really sore and then I won't want to go back for a few days or to overexhaust myself. So I'm just like at this point, I'm like get myself into the gym and do 10 minutes on the treadmill, lift a couple weights and then get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, I'm being very like strict with myself to like not push myself because I want to create that habit and I want to keep it going and I don't want to just like get in there, overexhaust myself and then be like, all right, I'm never coming back. <laughs> this fucking sucks. <laughs> That's definitely the right way to approach it. Um, okay, next question. Something or what is something that you're doing now that a past version of you would be surprised by or proud of? Living by myself in a new fucking city. Like I, I literally, that's the only thing I can think of when you ask me that question. Yeah. Um, I, my dad called me the other day and he was like, so how's the new apartment? And I just like started crying because I was like so happy and so excited. And I was just telling him, I'm just like, I love it here. Like, this is the most amazing thing. I'm so happy. Like, I love my apartment. I love where I live. 
everything is just the greatest feeling. And I also told him, I was like, I would have never expected myself to actually be here. And the fact that I am is like the most satisfying thing to like ever happen to me. Good. Yeah, it warms it warms my heart. You just like lit up. Like, I know. I'm like so proud of myself. Yeah. Well, and I wonder if you'd have if you'd feel the same. I mean, I'm sure you'd have like some of the same feelings and some different feelings if you weren't doing it by yourself. Like I'm sure the fact that you're doing it by yourself has some extra like excitement added in there. Yes. Not to say that like my relationship didn't mean anything to me because it obviously did, but I have always wanted this experience for myself to live by myself. And so, yeah, as much as it sucks that I've like dealt with the heartbreak of like losing somebody I loved, I am really getting to live out another dream of mine. Like, obviously, I'm going to let myself be fucking happy about that. It's fucking awesome. And I'm so happy and I'm so excited. And to be able to wake up in the morning and just be like, I don't know what my future holds. And that is fucking awesome. (laughs) Like, that just feels so good to me right now to just be like, this life is whatever I make it. (sighs) Okay, what about you? That would be overwhelming to me. Um, well, I mean, I definitely like just running the business. Like, like I said, I have some days where I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I got to do this. And then like, sometimes I'm like, holy shit, this is like really a lot. Uh, but like overall, I, I can't believe that I do have a business and that I am like doing everything that I get to do. Like the feelings of fear and excitement feel the same way in your body. I think that 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 right there kind of shows us both that like we're doing something fucking cool. Like, yeah, there's days Mm -hmm. where we feel more like scared of it. And then there's days where we feel more just fucking pure excitement about what we're doing. But like that really shows that we're on we're on to something here. We're doing something like good for us. Yeah. And I mean, the good things don't always feel good. You know, there's going to be like challenges along the way. And I think that that really is what makes it worth it a lot of the time. That's kind of what creates that excitement. Um, so, yeah, I'm proud of us. Look at us. <laughs> I'm proud of us, too. I just wish yeah. you were closer, but that's it. I know. I'm glad I got like a week and a half with you yes. back in the house. That was perfect. Yeah, and your house will, like, probably always feel like home since I lived there now. So, like, that was such, like, a blessing to get to, like, go there and stay with you guys. And it just felt like I was back, like, home safe with my best friends. Yeah. It was was such a good feeling. I needed it during that trip. Like, I was so thankful that I had that space. Yeah, and Waffles loved it. She was thrilled. Loved, loved, loved her. Well, like Jessica said at the beginning of the episode, thank you guys just for bearing with us, waiting for us to release a new episode. Um, As always, you can send us ideas or things that you want to hear on the podcast on Instagram to our DMs at Social Soul Podcast. We would love to answer your questions and all of that type of stuff in an upcoming episode. And if you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. That would be greatly appreciated. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much, guys.